Yaon and Randy Ansi stood outside of the cave. It had a wide entrance that gave an ominous feeling. Even without being able to see a few meters inside, the sensation of the place was of intense danger. I don't think we should go any further, Randy Ansi said as they both looked into the dark abyss in front of them. Yay, I think you are right. If I had more control over my power I'm sure this would not be an issue. Yaon responded. Same here, Randy Ansi agreed. They both then backed up away from the entrance and decided to head towards the ocean instead. I hear the ocean is a good place to grind for EXP. There's like a billion fish just eager to die with a single blast, or a throw of a needle, Randy Ansi said as she tossed her needle into the ocean and pulled out a fish. Yoan clapped, wow impressive. I see that you did some practice while I was in class, Yoan said to Randy Ansi. Don't you have school tomorrow, why aren't you asleep? Randy Ansi asked Yoan as they were both shooting fish in the shallows. I have very bad dreams at night, so I prefer to stay awake. Doing this seems better than watching videos all night anyways. Yaon responded. They both continued to grind, and were stacking up on fish and fish bones. That doesn't sound very healthy, we can talk about it if you'd like, Randy Ansi said to Yaon. Nah, just hanging out makes me feel better, my place is like crazy quiet, it deafening, Yaon said, leaving out the part about the sound of fighting being the only noise she hears, because that is a huge indicator of where she lives. Randy Ansi then stopped. Hey, Bonnie. I know we just met, and that we met just in this game. But you're my friend, if you need to talk or just to hang out, I'm here. Randy Ansi addressed Yaon. Same here Randy Ansi, you're my friend Tui. Yaon responded. She then received a message from Ryder. Geez Ryder, do you not get a hint, Yaon said out loud. Oh what's wrong? Randy Ansi asked Yaon. It's Ryder again, he's like super annoying right now. Yaon responded. He just said that he couldn't stop thinking about what happened today and wants to make it up tomorrow. I'm guessing he means in person right? Randy Ansi asked Yaon. Yeah in person, same place where I first logged in. Yaon told Randy Ansi with audible annoyance in her voice. Dang, you must be breathtaking in person, Randy Ansi said as she shuffled through her bag. Trust me, I am not. I think he just wants to be liked by everyone. Yaon says as she was also preparing her bag for the return trip. Well, let's sell these and get some mad cash, Randy Ansi said with her usual cheery voice. They both were completely filled to the brim with fish in their bags. They proceeded towards the center hub. Once they arrived they took the route leading them to the shopping district, and then into the fish market. They slammed the bags full of fish on the cashier's desk. There you are, tons of fish for your enjoyment, Randy Ansi said to the NPC. Well let's see what we have here. He leaned over to examine the fish. It's impressive how little damage you both caused to these fish. The shop NPC was impressed by the haul. Hmm, for this amount and this quality, I will give you 200 rare crystals. He quoted them. 200 rare crystals. What are you trying to do? Cheat us, Randy Ansi said to the NPC. What are you doing? 200 rare crystals is an insane amount, Yaon whispered to Randy Ansi. Yeah, but I bet he will give us an extra 5 rare crystals if we haggle him a bit. Randy Ansi responded to Yaon also in a whisper. Fine, 210 rare crystals, but I am not going any higher than that. I have a shop to run. The NPC said to Randy Ansi. Sure, we will take it. But I got my eyes on you man, Randy Ansi said to the NPC as she gestured her two fingers from her eyes to his eyes. They both walked away with an extreme haul. Here, that's 105 for you, and 105 for me. Now we can go out and try some of that fancy food I hear this place has, 
Randy Ansi said to Yaon as she transferred money to her. Why would we eat food here? It's not like it'll affect us in our actual bodies. Yaon asked Randy Ansi. Randy Ansi turned around quickly and pointed at Yaon. That's where you are wrong, we are able to taste while we are in this world, since all of our senses can be simulated within our brains. Which includes taste. Randy Ansi pointed at her own tongue. So we can actually taste the food in Ritanu? Yaon asked. Yeah, as much as we can see in Ritanu, hear Ritanu, feel Ritanu and so on. We can taste it, Randy Ansi said, gesturing wide. Yaon picked up some grass to see if everything had been programmed with taste. She placed a bit into her mouth, and immediately spit it out. Blay. That was horrible. Oh that tastes like rotted fish carcass, Yaon said, scraping her tongue. How do you know what that tastes like? Randy Ansi laughed. Hurry up. Let's find somewhere to replace this taste, Yaon said looking through the map. There, it's not far. Looks like they have soba, Yaon said heading in that direction with her tongue still poking out. Yaon and Randy Ansi entered the place and saw a crowd of people surrounding a table in the restaurant. What do you think is happening there, Randy Ansi? Yaon asked and then proceeded to order yaki soba. Beats me, I have as much of a clue as you. Randy Ansi responded. They both kept looking at what was causing such a ruckus. Yaon then caught a glimpse of his face. Yaon was stunned. She shook Randy Ansi's shoulder. It's Yusuke. He's in the restaurant with us, Yaon said to Randy Ansi. She was awestruck. Yusuke? Who's that? Randy Ansi responded as she received her soba. Yaon was about to reply, but then the crowd of people opened up. Following this Yusuke began to walk towards the two girls. Oh dear, how could you have not heard of me? Yusuke said to Randy Ansi. I just haven't, are you some sort of NPC? Randy Ansi responded to him with a bit of soap in her mouth. Ha! Funny. You're a funny one. How about you watch me in action? It's a shame that not everyone has gotten the pleasure to see me fight. Yesky then handed Randy Ansi a legendary ticket to the fighting arena. This is a front row seat to my fights tomorrow. Please come and watch. Yesky added. I'm not going to watch alone, I'm in a party with Vani here, Randy Ansi said to Yesky, grabbing Yellen's shoulder. Oh my apologies. Then there are two. And waiter, please allow me to pay for their meals. Yesky went on saying. We have that taken care of, thank you, Randy Ansi said to Yesky. Ha, feisty I see. Well please come, Bonnie and. Yesky was trying to get Randy Ansi's name. Randy Ansi. Randy Ansi responded. Wow, we are already finishing each other's sentences. Well, Vani, and Randy Ansi, I'll see you tomorrow at the stadium. Bye-bye, he said as he left the eatery. Yesky was followed outside by the hordes of people trying to be his pupils. Well that's cool, you just got personally invited to watch Yusuke's match, up close and personal, Yaon said to Randy Ansi. Looks like you got yourself a new crush. I'm sure he hands these out like candy, Randy Ansi said before she called out to another guy at the other side of the restaurant. Hey you. How much are you willing to pay for front row seats to watch Yusuke fight? She asked the random person. Hypothetically right? I would say I'd probably cough up maybe 5 ultra rare coins for that. He replied. Well, do you have that much? She then asked again before being stopped by Yaon. Hey! What are you doing? Yaon asked Randy Ansi, before she just went and sold the tickets. You heard him, he would be willing to pay 5 ultra rare coins. That's like 50 times what we made today for essentially nothing. Randy Ansi responded back to Yaon. Besides, why would I want to go see him run around and beat up other players? 
I'd rather just do that myself. Randy Ansi explained to Yoon. You know what, I can see your point. It feels kinda rude, but we really didn't ask for them. He just gave it to us anyway. Yoon thought about it, and then agreed with Randy Ansi. So I have here, two premium, high-grade, pristine front-row tickets to Yusky's match tomorrow. I'm willing to sell them to this guy, unless someone is willing to let's say. Pay eight ultra-rare coins for them? Randy Ansi said out loud to the newly arrived group who went to check out the seat that Yusky sat in. Eight URCs, that's a steal. Of course I'm willing to give that up, a guy said in the crowd. Well, then it's nine URCs for me. Another guy called out. Hero worship at its finest, Randy Ansi laughed to Yaon. After Yaon and Randy Ansi finished their meals, they left the restaurant with a delicious taste in their mouths and a pocket of 23 URCs. Well, this was a productive night. I'm going to head to sleep. I'm sure my mom will be able to tell if I got less than two hours of sleep. So I will be off, Randy Ansi said to Yaon, as she prepared to log off. Feel free to dig into the party funds. 23 URCs is a lot of cash dollars, Randy Ansi said as she logged off. Yaon also decided to log off for the night. She was tired enough to feel like she could sleep immediately without having to lie awake with her own mind. So she disconnected the device from her neck and placed it next to her bed. Hmm, three hours until classes. I also have detention later, damn. And did I have homework? Yaon thought, and before she knew it, she was asleep. Yaon fell into a deep sleep and she heard crying next to a burning house. She walked closer and noticed that it was herself as a tiny child. Ah, what's wrong little girl? Yaon asked the dream version of herself. The little girl pointed at the black figures that were trapped underneath the rubble. Yaon tried to help, but she was unable to move the debris. The rest of the building then began to collapse. The falling material fell on her as her alarm woke her up. Ugh, I hate that dream, Yaon said annoyed. She got up slightly groggy, and dragged herself through her morning routine. I have to set an alarm for myself to stop playing next time. I feel like dirt right now. Yoon thought to herself as she cleaned her teeth and made some breakfast for herself. She had videos on as she ate. Vlogger still is struggling to keep up with the progress of Marion North. We just keep winning. Was the message from the news networks. Yeah, whoa, everyone's winning in Marion North. Yoon mockingly said to herself. She then continued to eat and finished her meal. Yoon left her home and saw another cute object on the ground. She wanted to pick it up, but chose to leave it on the floor. Considering she didn't want another cute object destroyed. Oh wow Yoon, you look way worse than yesterday. Did you get hit by a train? Yao Yue said, mocking Yoon. She should get hit by a train, at least that way she will come out looking more attractive. Pai added dot they then went on laughing leaving Yoon in the background. Yoon pointed her finger at the girls. I bet the world would be slightly better if I only was able to. Yoon thought to herself. She then shook her head. No, I can't be thinking like that, they are probably going through stuff in their lives and just are taking it out on me. Yoon thought some more. She then continued to school. Student 1076. Let me see what weird object you're trying to sneak into my school this time. The same gate guard from yesterday said to Yoon. Don't worry sir, I didn't bring anything weird today. Though, tomorrow who knows? Yoon said, trying to lighten her mood from the lack of sleep. Just get going, he said to Yoon before gesturing for her to continue forward. As she entered the hall her homeroom was in, she noticed student 1145 waiting for her. He noticed Yoon as well and waved at her with a smile. Hey 1076. Did you get my messages from yesterday? 
Student 1145 asked Yaon. Yes I did. And I gave the items away, she said walking past him in the direction of the home room. I'm sorry, he said to Yaon before she entered the room. I don't want to be a stranger to you, can I please have a chance to make things right? He asked Yaon. Yaon stopped and thought about it. Ah, whatever. She thought to herself. Same place as yesterday, though I am going to be late because I have a half-detention period to serve thanks to you, Yaon said to student 1145 before entering the classroom. Student 1145 celebrated with a small fist pump. Homeroom class went as they normally do. Starting off with Yaon fighting to concentrate on the syllabus for the day, followed by the teacher targeting Yaon, then forcing her to wait outside the classroom, all the while the other students were literally sleeping in class without any repercussions. Same thing, day in and day out. Yoon went to Royal Etiquette, which was basically just a class about how to treat the royal family. And learning about all of their accomplishments over the years. Yoon could swear that half of the stuff is made up, but she wouldn't say that out loud. Following which she promptly went to Anthropology, where she was just learning about the speciation of humans. From the proto-humans to Kataran Zooming. From Ren Genera to Renzai Prime. The tree of human species had Renzai at the base splitting off to Renzai, Rensoli, and Renzuipiri. Then continuing from the Renzai branch was the Ren Neo, and an asterisk next to the left of the Ren Neo branch indicating a theoretically branch from the Ren Neo. However the statement that the asterisk targeted said. No bones from this line have been found, however ample eyewitness testimony exists. Natural mathematics came next which is science and math mixed into one study. Since the study of both fields is based on discovery of what exists and can be interpreted through equations that can then be used to simulate reality. Yoon concluded that with sufficient equations the universe could be discovered in the palm of your hand. Yoon then had to sit through a historical recreation class which is basically just the royal etiquette class except with everyone else included. Simple theatrics really. Following this class Yoon headed right to detention. I don't think I've ever been more bored in my entire life. Yoon thought to herself as she wanted to bang her head against the desk. She laid her head down on the top to start her daydream. Student 1076. This is a punishment, not nap time. Do school work or just sit erect and quiet. The detention guard yelled at Yoon. Dang sheesh. Guess I'll get some anthropology homework done. Yoon thought to herself as she brought out school work from her bag. I wonder what Titanus and those other guys are doing now? They are probably out torturing another soul. Yaon though as she was looking at the heritage tree of the Ren Neo. Detention continued on for Yaon until the first half signal rang. Yaon grabbed her stuff and immediately headed towards the door. Hey! Where do you think you are going? The detention guard asked Yaon, holding his hand out, to block her way out. Yaon pulled out her note from the vice dean, showing that she was only supposed to serve a half period, not the full detention. The guard snatched the note from Yaon's hand and scanned it with his device. He then handed it back to Yaon. You're free to go. The guard said, lowering his arm. Thank you sir. Yaon responded, lifting her bag back onto her shoulders. She then proceeded to head to area 9 and the music rooms. She ran across the courtyard, through the cafeteria and into the area 9 building. Hold on, where are you rushing to? The patroller asked Yaon, stopping her. Oh come on. Yaon thought to herself. I'm on my way to the music rooms from detention, I want to use the most downtime as possible before the second half of the school day, sir. Yoon tried to explain to the patroller. Sounds like a likely excuse, let me see your note, he commanded Yoon. She handed him the note that was signed by the guard in detention.
Your story checks out. Don't run in my halls next time. He handed the note back to her, and Yaoung briskly walked to the music rooms. She entered the room and found everyone with their devices plugged in. She then sat in the corner next to the door and proceeded to also start playing. As she entered the game she found a message from Ryder, and another one from Randy Yancey. Obviously Yaoun read Randy Yancey's message first. Whenever you get on, come on the fields. I just bought a vehicle with the money we earned yesterday. Randy Yancey sent Yaoun. Yaoun then read Ryder's message. Hey Vani. Thank you for giving me a second chance today, when you get on please come to the stadium. I have a little show I want to present to you. Is what Ryder's message read. I'm going to meet with Randy Yancey first, then we can both head to the stadium. Yaoun thought to herself as she geared up and headed towards the fields. I'm almost at the fields, Randy Yancey. Yaoun sent her. Yaoun then got an immediate reply. Oh, just head to the stadium, looks like we got another invite from Yeski to watch him fight. I'm not going in until you are here though. Randy Yancey responded. Hmm, worked out. Yaoun thought. And then she received another message from Randy Yancey. You can summon the vehicle from the party list. Just bring up the menu and summon it. That'll definitely guarantee that you get here as fast as possible. Randy Yancey's message read. Yaoun then pulled up her menu and noticed it had a new vehicle icon. Well, there it is. She really bought a vehicle. Yaoun thought before clicking on the icon. Then a vehicle emerged in front of her. It began as digital white in color, then it gained a material. The vehicle had wide wings about four times the length of Yaoun's arm width. A bright blue and red color throughout the vehicle with an egg-shaped seating area with enough room for two people. There also looked to be two ornaments sticking up from the front of the vehicle. This thing is enormous. Yaoun thought to herself, as she entered the seating area of the machine. She then proceeded to move forward. Oh no, how do I use this thing? Yaoun pondered as the vehicle continued to move at higher and higher speeds. She then messed around with the joystick and the vehicle took off into the air. Yaoun was now gliding overhead and saw the wide expanse of Rutano. Yaoun saw a dark mountainous area in the distance with red clouds surrounding its peak. Well that looks dangerous. Yaoun thought before trying to steer her vehicle while it was gliding. Okay, the stadium is right there, so this should be as easy as riding a walker, she said thinking out loud. She then pressed her feet on a pedal and the vehicle halted its forward momentum. It remained there only for a second then began dropping out of the sky. Oh no, this is bad, Yaoun yelled before taking her foot off the pedal. The vehicle then stopped dropping and began to hover in place. Well, let me just steer downward, and I will just let Randy Yancey handle the rest. Yaoun thought as she lifted her feet completely off the floor of the vehicle to ensure she was not touching anything but the joysticks. Randy Yancey spotted Yaoun flying overhead. She also noticed that Yaoun kept circling around her. What are you doing Vani? Randy Yancey yelled up to Yaoun. I don't know how to land this thing. Yaoun responded. She tried to steer the vehicle to the ground with no luck. Randy Yancey then threw her needles up at the vehicle and pulled it down from the air. She placed a modified shield, that had a comfort lining the interior, around Yaoun to protect her from the impact. The vehicle crashed into the ground, then disappeared. Yaoun's shield ball rolled towards Randy Yancey. Once it was arm's length away from her it opened up. Yaoun came out of the ball dizzy. Wow, you've got a lot stronger, Randy Yancey. Yaoun looked at her while still feeling a little dizzy. Yeah, there is a training center just past the forest. It costs like 10 SRCs for a class, so I just spent the day there. Randy Yancey responded. Wow, that's awesome. What? Yaoun was saying to Randy Yancey before Randy Yancey interrupted her. 
It would have been awesome if Yusuke didn't show up in the middle of my training. I told him I sold his tickets, since he asked me if I was excited to see him fight, Randy Ansi said to Yon gesturing Yusuke's motions. He then sent a quest into my menu which said go to the stadium and watch a pro match. First off, I didn't know he could even do that. And second off, it's like a tier 3 mission. That's like a trillion experiences. Randy Ansi kept trying to go on. Ha, I think he has something he is trying to prove to you, Randy Ansi. Yon then started pushing Randy Ansi into the stadium where the quest activated. The quest transported them both into the second row of the stadium seating. Yeski was fighting random players once again, and was easily winning his matches. Yon messaged Ryder. I'm in the stadium now, what was it you wanted to show me? Yon sent. Hey. You actually replied. Well my match is coming up next, so I'll show you then. He replied before closing the chat. Wait. What? Yoon thought to herself and then saw that Ryder was walking out onto the fighting arena. Yeski looked up after winning the last match, bowing to his fans. They erupted in screams. He then saw Randy Ansi in the second row. He pointed at her and mouthed out the words, This match is for you. Randy Ansi had a disgusted look on her face as she brought her knees up to her face as she sat. This is going to be bad. Yoon thought, as she was watching Ryder walk out. He was waving his hands to the crowd. A 1v1? What? Are you crazy? Yeski asked Ryder. Maybe. But I have something to prove. I am not just fighting for myself, Ryder said, pulling out his sickle. I'm not going easy on you this round, so I hope you thought this through. Yeski responded. I won't be going easy on you either, Ryder said in return. Yoon felt second-hand embarrassment hearing this exchange. The fight began and Ryder ran at Yusuke with a tornado sickle move. Yusuke easily dodged it. Ryder tried to quickly turn around for another strike but Yusuke spit acid on Ryder's leg. Ryder fell as his tendons melted off. You can't rush like that without a secondary plan, like what if I dodged? Then what would have been your next move? Yusuke said to Ryder. Yusuke landed a short distance away with Grace. Ryder, now injured, tried another of his signature moves, he called the sickle boomerang. He throws his sickle around the arena covering the perimeter with its motion. Yeski blows a gust of air at the ground in front of Ryder causing a cloud of dust to cover his vision. Yeski proceeded to easily grab the sickle out of the air and directed it back at Ryder. Ryder was trying to move the dust out of his vision so that he could see Yeski. At the last second Ryder noticed his own sickle and was cut in half by it. What happens now? Yoon asked Randy Ansi seeing that Ryder has now been cut down. He'll return, but with half of his total experience. And considering how high level your friend was, that is going to be a big cut. Haha, <laughs> get it? Because it's literal, he was actually cut in half. Randancy responded, snickering at her own joke. Well, that sucks. Yoon replied. What were you thinking, Ryder? Yoon thought to herself. Ryder's body vanished from the stadium. The crowd cheered for Yusuke as he bowed once again. Yusuke looked up at Randy Ansi and pointed at her again. A perfect victory nearly as perfect as I am. He would have done better if he sat still, Yusuke said to the crowd. The quest in Randy Ansi's menu lit up, and was listed as complete. Yoon received a fourth of the experience from being present for the quest. Looks like we are done here, Randy Ansi said to Yoon as they both got up from their seats. Yusuke thanked his fans and said that he had to go somewhere really quickly. The matches and the stadium then changed from rank to exhibitions. Hey, hold up, Yusuke said, rushing behind Randy Ansi. So what do you think? Am I not incredible? Yusuke asked Randy Ansi with a nervous smile on his face. 
You're good, but I'm not impressed. I bet me and Vani here could take you on and win, Randiansi said, taunting Yeski. Yeski slumped down. I can't fight against someone as cute and sundere like as you, Yeski said, grabbing Randiansi's hands. How about you join my party? Then we can train together and I wouldn't have to worry about eliminating you. Yeski asked Randiansi I. Randiansi looked at Yon, then back at Yeski. She pulled away her hands. Nah, I'm good, you're not really my type anyways, Randiansi said, turning towards Yon. What is your type? Trust me, I can become anything I want to be. Yeski responded back to Randiansi. The crowd then came out of the stadium after finding out where Yeski was. Ahem, I mean. Yes I'll just see you some other time you too. Yeski immediately changed his composure in front of the crowd. He then headed back into the stadium. Yon and Randiansi looked at the crowd and Yeski, until they rounded the corner. Randiansi pulled out her vehicle. Come on Vani, let's ride. Randiansi addressed Yon. Yon got into the vehicle and sat behind Randiansi. Ah, can you please take the front? Randiansi asked Yon. Oh, yeah, sure. I hope you are ready because I am a terrible driver. Yon replied switching places with Randiansi. Yon replied switching places with Randiansi. Wow, you really got Yusuke under your spell, guess he thinks your avatar is super cute, Yon said, as she started the vehicle. It slowly went into the air, since Yon cannot handle it at high speeds. Yeah, that's weird right? Randiansi responded back to Yon. I bet he is super ugly in person, Randians said, poking fun at Yusuke. Hey, I'm not really sure. My appearance took my facial features automatically, so I just assumed everyone else did too, Yon said, still slowly gliding around with Randiansi grabbing her waist. Same here, mine took my appearance too. But I assumed that could be changed. Well, I'm glad that you look like your avatar, because yours is very good looking. Randiansi responded back to Yon. Yon blushed a bit, not really knowing how to reply. I'm sure you're just being nice. I don't look quite as good in person. You said that before, but I'm not sure I believe you. Randiansi quickly responded after Yon. Yon finally started making the vehicle move forward. They flew right over the forest and into the valley. Below there were old wood pieces and an assortment of debris laid throughout the ground. Oh. Land here, this is my territory, Randiansi said, as she pointed down below. Yon then tried to land, but just like before, it took her forever to do so. Randiansi jumped out of the vehicle and pulled it out of the air once again. You know if we keep doing that, we're going to have to repair it eventually, Yon said emerging from her ball. May, I'm sure we have enough for any repairs, Randiansi said, before spreading her hands wide showing Yon the area. So, what do you think? Randiansi asked Yon. Yon kicked some rocks that were on the ground. This place looks like a dump, Yon said, looking around at all the destroyed trees and stones. Yeah. It looked better before I started training. But hey. Randiansi started saying before sitting atop a boulder. It's our dump. Randiansi finished, as she pointed around at the area. Sure, Yoon laughed along with Randiansi, as she shot a laser from her fingers to carve their names into the stone. There. Now our names are on it. Oh cool. Randiansi hopped down to admire Yoon's writing. You write in Marian script. So that must mean you at least grew up in Marian, right? Randiansi asked Yon. Well, since you called the place Marion, I can assume you don't live in either of the countries, Yon said walking to Randiansi. It's been the Marion North and South since the Marion Civil War about ten years ago. Randiansi responded surprised. Oh. 
Really? I didn't know that conflict split the country. Well dang, I guess I should have been paying more attention in school. Randy Ansi then checked the time. Speaking of school, isn't it almost time for you to get to your classes? Randy Ansi asked Yohan. Yohan checked the time. Yeah it is. Thank you, Randy Ansi. I'll be back later today. I'll meet back up with you here, right? Yohan asked Randy Ansi. The best place in the world. Vandy Ansi. Maybe I'll work on the name a bit more. Randy Ansi responded back to Yohan. Sure. I'll see you later, Yohan said, before logging off. She looked around the room to see student 1145 still plugged in. Yohan thought about leaving him there as payback, but didn't have the heart to do so. So she shook him to get him to notice the time. He disconnected his device shortly after and dropped to his knees. I lost four days of progress in just one match, he cried to Yohan as he went to grab her legs. Get off me, and get up. We need to head to class. It was your own fault for challenging him, in a ranked ghoul no less. What did you think was going to happen? Yohan said, lifting him to his feet. I thought the power of friendship was going to lead me to victory. Student 1145 responded to Yohan. You watch too many movies, 1145, Yohan said, brushing her legs. Enho. Student 1145 said, as he got up. What? Yohan responded. My name is Enho, Enho said, gathering his stuff. Oh, I'm student 1076. Yohan responded as they both were heading out of Area 9. So, I guess we aren't at the level to use our real names with each other yet? Enho asked Yohan. Not quite. But you made a good first step towards that today, Yohan said, not to come across as overly mean to Enho. A smile appeared on his face. Did I really? He exclaimed with joy. May. Yohan shrugged. I mean you're like the only person I talk to in this whole school so that counts for something. Yohan responded. Nice. So how about it after school I treat you to a meal? Enho asked Yohan. Ah, no. You're pushing it, Yohan said back to him. Sorry, Enho said before walking silently. They left Area 9 and had to go in separate directions towards their respective classes. See you tomorrow at homeroom period, or in Rutanu, whichever comes first, Enho said before heading to class. Yohan nodded her head. Sure. She then proceeded into hers. In her mythology class, the topic that was being taught was one she enjoyed the most out of all stories. It was about the fates. The fates were said to be three omnipotent beings who guide the motion of all events in the world. One fate represents pain, one represents happiness, and the other represents success. Yohan beliefs were in the fates, and she pleaded with them each day, to ask for favor from success and happiness, and gave offerings to pain so that she would be satisfied with the attention of the day. But the only one so far that interacts with Yohan has been pain. Maybe her offerings aren't enough. The fates are said to have emerged once Father, the creator of creation, left his position to live among the created. The fates emerged from the void, and set the laws of the universe in place. These laws ensured that all beings, including the former father obeyed them. Over time new creators emerged from the created universe of father's design, and they battled with the fates for control of reality. Eventually the creators lost and were relegated to being the creators of other universes, never to have the power that father had. They no longer had the power to create freely, or in the universes they emerged from. The fates cannot create anything, but they have dominion over everything that was created. Yohan was so fascinated by this. She knew in the back of her head that this just sounds like a myth. A myth that was created to explain why things happen in the world, 
including the good and the bad. But this cognitive dissonance was not enough to prevent the belief. The Marian North Society primes their citizens towards these beliefs, since they must accept that the Queen is a physical representation of the Creator. Yoon listened, and in no time the class period ended. The rest of her night classes continued as usual. Yoon walked home. Anho wasn't waiting for her this time. So she continued home alone. She again purchased some snacks from the store on the corner, and walked up the stairs into her home. She kicked her shoes off and removed her skirt. She then proceeded to lay in her living room to relax and decompress after what felt like a week's worth of work in only a single day. Yoon ate some of her snacks, thinking about eating an actual meal one of these days. Dang, Randy Antsy doesn't live in Marion North. That sucks. So I may never get to meet her. Yoon thought to herself recalling the events of the day. Hmm, today was actually pretty fun, Yoon laughed at her thoughts as she got up and turned on some videos. The Queen issued a holiday for all those who participated in yesterday's. The video began to say before Yoon changed it. This summer looks to be calm for the rest of. Yoon changed it from that video too. Tournament to christen the success of the first week of. Yoon then prepared to change the video until it said Rutanu's launch. Yeah, I am thoroughly enjoying the interactions of the players from the last 13 days. I had a feeling that this would be a big hit, but never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that we would already have a player base so large. So to celebrate I am going to give each player who signs up before tomorrow an egg that will be hatching into a companion in about a week's worth of play time. As well as hosting a tournament that will take place in Vesitanis, the capital city of Vlogra. The creator of the game said. So what kind of prizes are at stake? The interviewer asked the founder of Rutano. Well obviously, it's going to be a lot of money. As well as other exclusive features made just for them. The founder said and then continued. Trust me, it's more money than I think a single person would ever need. And I am doing it to decrease my tax bracket now. But that shouldn't stop anyone from participating? So I'll see you at the end of this week, players. Slayed the game. The video ended and Yoan jumped up. Oh wow. That is such a short notice, I wonder did Randy Ansi see this news, Yoan said before going into her bag to pull out her device. A, on second thought. I should clean up a bit before logging on. Yoan thought looking around at the mess she caused from jumping up too quickly. Yoan cleaned up her living room and washed up quickly before immediately logging into Rutano. Yoan checked her messages. Do you see how many people are online now, this is insane, what is going on? The message said, from Randiancy. Did you see the video about the tournament 1076? We could go to Vlogera together for the tournament. Ryder messaged. I'm getting flooded by party requests Vani, whenever you log on can you please help me delete them? The second Randiancy message read. Well looks like the world just got a whole lot more crowded, Yoan said before summoning up the vehicle. She then proceeded to head over to their territory. Yoon looked below and saw that the main hub was crowded, the second new hub was also crowded and that another was being built. Horde's field must be a nightmare right now. Yoon landed in the valley that Randiancy has massively improved since the last time Yoon was here. Hey Randiancy, are you around? Yoon called out. Randiancy then jumped down from atop an overlooking mountain, using her needles to swing below. Oh thank the fates it's you. What took you so long Vani, I've been protecting our land from new players for like the past hour. Where did they all come from? Randy Ansi asked Yoon. Well the creator of Rutanu just announced a tournament that's going to be happening in Vlogera in about a week. I'm guessing people are taking this chance to try and win some money. Yoon responded to Rutanu. Dang really? 
I guess Yeski is going to have a field day cleaning up these new players then, Randy Ansi said jokingly to Yaon. So what do you think? Yaon asked. About what? The tournament? I've never been interested in those things. Where in Vlogera is it supposed to be? Randy Ansi said, picking up some debris. Ah, Vesitanis, the capital city, Yaon said remember the location. Oh really? Are you going to go to it? Randy Ansi asked Yaon, seemingly excited now. I suppose that I can go with Ryder there, but I don't see why I would if you. Yaon was saying before being interrupted by Randy Ansi. Yes. I'll be there, I literally live in Vesitanis, so this is a perfect chance for us to hang out in reality, Randy Ansi said, excited about the prospect. Oh cool you live in Vesitanis, I heard that technology there is the only one close to comparable to Marion North's. Yaon asked Randy Ansi. Randy Ansi's facial expression was slightly confused. Ah, I'm pretty sure Vesitanis has the top technology in the world. Randy Ansi responded. Must be countries trying to make themselves seem like the best I suppose, Yaon said also moving some debris. Besides, you all still have to go to actual classes, I just get a link and interact with the educator. Randy Ansi replied to Yaon. How does that even work? Yaon asked. Beats me, well it really doesn't, but I don't like talking about school, let's expand our territory before these new players start claiming everything, Randy Ansi said, making a fist. After some time of Randy Ansi and Yaon's expansion of the land known as Vandy Ansi to extend to more remote territories, a group of new players began to encroach on Yaon's and Randy Ansi's domain. This encroachment will be the fifth wave today. This is crazy, I would have expected that most people were asleep already, Yaon said shooting another player with her finger beam. Damn. You're right. This is going to get a whole lot worse tomorrow during daylight. Randy Ansi replied, slicing apart a party with her threads. We should either build a fortress or gain new party members, Yaon said resting a bit after the end of that wave. I am 100% down for building a fortress, especially considering these new players just joined for money, Randy Ansi said landing close to Yaon. Yoon looked around and figured that the best thing they could do would be to build a pyramid around their base since anyone can jump over a wall. How about I carve out the stones of the surrounding mountains into blocks and you can carry them with your threads into place? Yoon recommended. Whoa, that's a lot of weight for me. And that's a lot of power coming from you, you think you can handle it? Randy Ansi asked Yoon. Yeah, as of now I've been using a tiny percent of my actual ability, I think it's about time I crank it up a notch. Yoon replied. Oh yay, I completely forgot that your ability isn't lasers, it's some sort of blast, Randy Ansi said reminded of Yoon's skill. Well go on, let's see what you can do. Yoon took a stance and cleared her mind. Okay, destroy the mountains into blocks. Yoon chanted in her own head. Then she threw out her hands. But nothing happened. Ah. What was that? Randy Ansi asked Yoon. Nothing it seems, I guess I did something wrong. Yaon then looked at her hands and just casually sent her hand out. Then a giant hole appeared in the mountain. Randy Ansi and Yaon both looked at the damage and were left speechless. They looked at each other and back at the hole. I didn't even see anything. What did you do? Randy Ansi said excitedly. I just sent my hand out like this and pictured a hole shooting from my hand. Then another hole appeared in the mountain as Yaon finished saying that. Another astonished look appeared on Randy Ansi's face. Oh you are very dangerous now. Maybe you could win the tournament, Randy Ansi said, looking at Yaon's hands. Okay, let's scrap the pyramid thing. Let's claim a cave. Randy Ansi said pointing at the cave they were trying to go into the first day they met.
you could just go in there and clear the entire area. Yeah, but then I would also blast off the roof of the cave. Yoon responded. Oh dang, that is a good point again, Randyansi said. Well I'm all out of ideas. Maybe we should move further inward. Yoon looked around their territory and didn't just want to abandon it, so she directed her blast at the ground and began shooting. Randyansi watched as she was confused by Yoon's actions. Once Yaon finished there was a 100-meter deep 50-meter wide trench in front of the territory. There, now we have a huge hole in the front, flanked by two mountains to our right and left, the only people who can get over that are high-level players who would have no interest in our land, and of course people with vehicles, Yaon said drinking a restoration drink. It's simple and effective I suppose. Nice idea Vani, Randyansi said, looking at her work. Now you rest a bit. I am going to look on the map to see if I can hire some NPCs to patrol this area. Randyansi said, opening up her menu. Yoon kept a lookout during Randyansi's search. Oh check this out Vani, we can hire this NPC for one RC a day. That's insanely cheap. We could fill up this entire area with these guys, Randyansi said, showing the unit to Yaon. Yeah, I'm sure it would be just free loot for anyone who does happen to get across, Yaon said, turning back towards the trench. Wow there's actually a lot we can do, Randyansi continued to look. Oh so this is how Yusuke was able to give me a quest, Randyansi said aloud towards Yaon. He just went through the NPC abilities tab and selected request a quest. Cost crystals and experience, but maybe we can do something with that later. Randyansi suggested to Yaon. How long are you planning to stay awake tonight Randyansi? Yaon asked. I don't know, until my mom walks in I guess, Randyansi said as she was still looking through her menus. What about you Vani, how long are you staying awake? Hey, I'll stay on as long as you're on, I don't have a bedtime, Yaon said laughing to Randyansi. Dang lucky. Randyansi responded jokingly. Yeah, until you know the reason why I don't have one. Yaon thought to herself. So what do you suggest we get? Like, 100 armored guards, 100 stealth warriors or 100 cavalry knights? Randyansi asked Yaon. How much is all of that going to cost? Yaon replied back. Does it matter? Randyansi questioned Yaon. Hey, no not really. Get the stealth warriors, I want the people who do make it across to think that they are safe, then get ambushed by them, Yaon said to Randyansi. Then that is what you will get. Randyansi then pressed the option. They both looked around and didn't see anything. Ah, so what happened? Yaon asked. Hmm, let me press it again. Randyansi pressed the option again, and once more, nothing happened. Are they taking money away from us each time you press? Yaon asked. Yes they are. Well that's not cool at all, Randyansi said out loud. Yaon went over to Randyansi to see what was up. Let me take a look at your menu, Yaon said scooting up next to Randyansi. They both looked around to see if they missed something. Yaon then noticed a number counting down on the bottom of her page. Ah, what's this mean? Yaon asked. Oh that's new, I wonder what that means too. Randyansi looked at the numbers. Pretty sure that's the march time it takes for them to get to our location. Yoon looked at Randyansi. Well guess we have 300 stealth guys coming in about 40 minutes. Randyansi informed Yoon. That may be a bit of overkill wouldn't you say? Yoon asked Randyansi. Then the best thing for us to do is make them cover more territory. Let's expand Vandyansi, Randyansi said, jumping next to Yoon. Still haven't come up with a name huh? Yoon said in response to Randyansi's proposal. Nah, I'm cool with a name, it has equal parts me and you in it. 
Randiancy explained. Fine, Vandiancy it is. Yaon responded. Yaon and Randiancy set out into the wider wilderness behind Vandiancy. They trusted that the guards who would show up would protect the area they were assigned once they arrived. Yaon and Randiancy laughed as they hopped on stones trying to see which would give the most commanding appearance. In the short amount of time of exploration, they have doubled the amount of land that they had previously explored in the past few days. The beasts this far out are not as tough as I figured they would have been, Randiancy said after cutting down a seraph. Yea, it must be from the excessive amount of experience we gain from defending our lands, and not to mention the day with the fish, Yaon said, picking up its remains. Yeah, do you think Ritanu has raids? Randiancy asked Yaon. What is a raid? Yaon responded. You know, it's in a game where the bosses become so difficult they recommend you having a team to attack them. And these bosses usually drop like crazy rare items. Randiancy informed Yaon. Hmm, earlier when I was going to meet you at the stadium, I flew extremely high in the air and saw a dark fiery mountain in the distance. Maybe that's where the raid is. Yaon told Randiancy. Oh, we should check it out, Randiancy said, bringing out their vehicle. No reason to keep cutting down small fries, let's go after the big boss, she said, presenting Yaon her seat. Can you please drive? Randiancy asked Yaon. Yeah, sure. Yaon then got in front of Randiancy and took off into the air towards the area with the fire mountain. Wow, that place looks frightening, Randiancy said, looking at the black and red clouds surrounding the mountain. So does this fit the description of what you would call a raid? Yaon asked, approaching the mountain. Whatever it is. It has an immense amount of energy coming from it, Randiancy said to Yaon, as they began to circle down towards it. 